Welcome to the Hello Hello World podcast with me, Candace Mollard. Hello Hello World is available wherever you stream podcasts. Please be sure to like, share, and comment. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. On today's episode, I speak with Danielle Sampson. Danielle is a singer-songwriter local to Windsor. I like to use the word songstress because it is a beautiful and graceful word, just like this woman is herself, beautiful and graceful. Uh, We chat about music, of course, her being in bands, her ambitions as a musician. We speak about uh, connection that we both have to nature and to animals. It's just a very organic, great conversation. I hope you learned something from this episode. Grab yourself some water and thanks for listening. Hi everyone, I'm here with Danielle Sampson. Um, We are at the park and it's a beautiful day so there's going to be a lot of noise and I hope you can filter through that. Um, Danielle is a vocalist, songstress, songwriter in the city and um, one of my biggest supporters. I thank you so much for that and I'm happy to have you here. So hi Danielle. Hi. Hi. Hi there. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to start off by talking about um, your music career. I mean it's the most important thing that um, I can think of when it comes to you. I listened to your and watched you on a Facebook live stream, you're in your ukulele, it's so beautiful, the sound and the songs you sing and all of that. So, um, what started you out? Hello, motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what started you out um, being a songwriter and a vocalist? Um, I loved music from the time I was an infant and uh, from my, my grandparents would put on like the the uh, record player and like the platters and all that old stuff and I I just loved it and I would sing along and my papa would play uh, like Elvira you know, like. oh yes <laughs> I do so those are the, the, the few memories I have of back then but I, I always loved music and um, as soon as I could like, I was in choir when I was a kid and uh, people would always be you know oh you need to be singing a solo or that and I you know you have no concept of what you can do when you're yeah. a child necessarily um but the encouragement propelled me toward eventually uh, getting into vocal lessons uh, okay. through high school and musical theater um and then from there I just I really decided that that's that's where I felt at home uh with music and that's what I wanted to do so that's kind of where it started so it started for, at a young age yes yes lifelong lifelong amazing and did you as far as the ukulele, like, is it the first instrument? I mean, um, <laughs> uh, I tried, I, I just, I, I'm an impatient person. And if something doesn't come very naturally to me, I get impatient with it very quickly. So I do have guitars. I have beautiful guitars, um, that I sometimes pick up, but I just don't have the confidence as a guitar player to okay. accompany myself on the regular. And the ukulele is kind of like a scaled down, like easier, version of a string mm-hmm. instrument that I can use to accompany myself. Yeah, my they, my son wanted to play guitar and they said to start him off with a ukulele. Yes. But the sound of it is just so magical and it works so well with your voice. Thank you. That, um, if I can title it like folky sound. Yes. But it's more unique. Um, everybody got to, we have to check her out. 
Um, so as far as, you know, being a lifelong music lover, how did you know that you could write songs? Like what inspired you to do that? I am also a poet. Okay. <laughs> so when I was growing up, all of my like notebooks and stuff were filled with when I should have been probably paying attention in school, filled with both doodles and poetry. Um, I never thought to setting it to music, which is weird because they kind of coexisted together, but never really met. Yeah. Um, until it was suggested to me. And then in my early 20s is when I started going, well, let's do this. Like I would kind of like fiddle with some chord progressions on my guitar and be like, oh, that sounds good. And then I would have a piece of, of poetry that I had already written. And then I would kind of just amalgamate them and like, oh, that sounds okay. And uh, none of those songs ever really saw the light of day outside of like open mics and stuff. Okay. Like that. But that was kind of like the catalyst to get me into songwriting. Okay. And do you, are you currently still, do you write songs for people or for yourself? What are you writing for Both. currently? Both. So for myself, like I'll, I'll write the, um, like the melody and the lyrics. Um, and I've brought on other musicians to fill in um, the other stuff that I don't have the talent to compose or the ability. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then I also do uh, lyrics. I, I do write lyrics for other composers. Um, I have done. Yeah. And then also I have um, just exclusively done vocals on other people's music entirely. So really? I, I've, yeah, especially in the last few years, I've really expanded into like the studio areas and stuff like that. And how did, how does that happen? Like what, what connection is made there for you to be able to get into the studio and do be a be a vocalist for a different say band or like how do you get a, go about that that was kind of like a, a multi it was like a, a domino effect so I have to go way back <laughs> so um for a long time uh, I was uh, exclusively a musician uh, full-time and then we did a lot of traveling and that's with the corporate band and that's where um <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's where I, I uh, was able to make like a living doing that. Um, however, when I got pregnant with my son, um, I didn't want I didn't want to be traveling too much anymore, and um, for for obvious reasons. Yeah. And then after he was born again, I like I ended up just kind of staying at home. So I kind of let music go for a while. Um, I did do some work locally with a band as well, uh, just doing um, like bars and. and clubs and stuff like that and then I just put it to bed because uh, I was momming and my kids yeah. were small and um I had a little yellow jacket and uh <laughs> I lost my train of thought because the yellow jacket just the bees, on my hand. <laughs> the bees love us you put off um going you know furthering because of your little humans at home right right exactly so um a friend of mine actually was uh had had a co-worker whose um, husband and a friend of his were running a, um, a musical a singing competition. Okay. And she had been asking me for years, so you should audition, you should try it. And I was like, no, you know, I've got other stuff happening right now. And finally I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I did. And um, we went all the way through, uh, I was a semifinalist, and um, through one of the gentlemen who ran the contest, he has a studio as well. Oh. So through oh. him is okay. where I got the studio connection and uh, have been able to expand that way so was introduced to several musicians um, that way locally uh, not all locally most locally but I do uh, work with a gentleman out of France quite a bit that's um, cool which yeah it's very cool um, 
obviously an opportunity I would have I wouldn't have had yeah, otherwise. For sure. And it's been nice over like quarantine because we can still work together remotely. So yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you um well I know you've been in bands your life because you were in a band with um a very good friend of mine's dad. Um and I mean, if I can say this, you were much I mean, he was Mitch, he was an older guy and you were this, um, probably you're my age, young lady. Like, how did you, how was that being in a band with a bunch of old, awesome men (laughs) and just being like this beautiful songstress in the middle of some chaos? It was, (laughs) it was an experience. Um, all the, we spent a lot of time together because of all the traveling we did. Yeah. So it was, we were like a little family. Um, most most of the time it was pretty good. I mean, there was like little things here and there, but, uh, as it will be with anybody you spend a heck of a lot of time with. Um, yeah. but it was great. Like I wouldn't trade it for the world. We had traveled a lot of places. I never would have gone. Um, did a lot of things I, I never, probably never would have yeah. experienced. And that's lovely. Yeah. And, um, I want to tie this in a little bit because I know like growing up in the bar scene, yeah. local ba- like bands and stuff were rampant in bars and stuff and I'm not really I mean not just because of COVID I'm just not seeing that anymore what what do you think happened with the live live music scene in our city oh wow um that was going downhill long before COVID started um very few venues were providing live music anymore I think a lot of venues were catering more to like a younger um kind of dance crowd or we're trying to bring in the younger clientele I mean I'm just speculating I'm not yeah I'm not a no absolutely no <laughs> um so a, a lot of DJs uh, more so than um live bands mm-hmm. um just the demand had kind of like petered out I think um there were a few like really steadfast venues that were like insistent on having live yes music. yeah um, and they still are, yep. even through COVID, which is fantastic. Um, because as soon as like things opened up, they've got live bands again. So I'm thankful for that. Um, it's not enough, though. I mean, I there's nothing like going out and knowing, oh, my friend's band or my friend's sisters or whomever's band. There's nothing like going out and getting ready to listen to that. Uh, you and I discussed yesterday about my love for concerts in the past, and I've been to many. Um but I really don't think I could ever do it again just because of being so calmed down in the last couple of years and not attending them. I realized that I'd have to psych myself up for that. But the nostalgia and the thought process that goes in me when I think about going to see a band locally at the bar or downtown or wherever, it just, it brings back some great memories. So I really hope that that starts being more incorporated again. Yes, 100%. But I think like everything, things change and then they come back around yes cyclical right? many things yes <laughs> um what i what i do i had noticed too is a lot of places like smaller like coffee shops and, and little so um that kind of ties into my other question for you with uh about inspiration and what inspires you is there something um you know say you're like here at the park or you went on vacation after you get home from things like that do you feel more inspired to write or to be musical or even creative I think so yeah I'm I'm very uh motivated uh, inspirationally by uh nature so when I was up north it was really um it was almost uh like a spiritual kind of experience so usually those lead to creation of some sort on my end 
Um, but I'm also, um, I'm a metaphorical writer. I, I don't write literal, right. uh, literally very often. Um, and, uh, you know, the human condition and what people feel, what they don't speak of. And, and that's super important to me in my, in my music, I think. Yeah. It ties in with your poetry. Yes. Of course. Um, I want to uh, talk about how you were a presence in the Miss Universe Canada pageant. That is, come on, that had to have been a huge um, honor, if, if I could say, for me to be on stage at Miss Universe, I, it would be an honor. So tell me how that made you feel and, and what the process was like. It was very cool. Um, that was yet another thing kind of born out of... Um, that actually the music competition I did um, okay it was that opportunity and uh, I did one actually uh, in Windsor in Windsor <laughs> um, and it was like a prelim for Western Canada okay and then they liked me enough to ask me to the prelim in uh, Toronto as well so I did that one um, like a month later I think it was um, it was awesome it was it was uh, the girls were really nice um, that's good <laughs> the, yeah the uh, the, the, the director and he, he basically just like okay you, you come out here and then you stand here and then you walk over here and then you, you do your thing and then you come around this way and walk back out it was it was very simple it was yes okay uh, a lot less complicated than I was yeah expecting um but it was nice it was it was nice it was a great experience yeah I watched um this little snippet on YouTube so that I could could be ref- like so that I could know what I was asking you about and you right. just I mean killed it oh, amazing <laughs> just you. lovely to listen to you um do you have any anything you can share with us as far as um like your goals or for music or someone you'd wish you could write for I know I always ask a billion questions in one but I just want to give people a chance to not answer all of them, but answer what makes you feel like, you know, most, sure. most that you can answer, I guess. And blah, I blah. very <laughs> much appreciate that. Um, because, uh, yeah. Um, let me see. So goals musically, um, like I said, right before COVID hit, I had been like really delving into like a, my jazz lounge act. And, um, like I said, that was a dream come true. I'm working with a super talented pianist, um, love him to pieces. Very, very, very amazing at what he does. And uh, continuing to do that would be on the top of my list. I, I also work with other very talented musicians yeah. as well. Like we will bring on um, like an upright bass player who's super awesome, and okay. um, sometimes a drummer who is also super awesome. So um, continue to do stuff with them mm-hmm. and uh, do that. And um, I would love to play with a big band. Love like if if something can you know transpire to make that occur, that would be like I would die. Yeah, you'd be um, a good fit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. Yeah. I think it'd be so much fun. Uh, I'd love to sing with PMJ. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, I'm not. Postmodern Jukebox. So they're okay. like a collective of uh, musicians and vocalists. Cool. And they vintage eyes. Um, I know that's not a word. Um, <laughs> like modern, more modern music. Okay. Uh, I'll send you some links. Okay, please do. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it's the collective, they have like they never have the same people necessarily singing or okay. playing all the time. Okay. So ah, interesting. Pretty cool. Um, Do you think that's something that's achievable? Prior to COVID, again, mm. they would uh, put out a calling to folks to audition. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that, that's doable for sure. I just haven't been fortunate enough to uh, get in there yet. Yeah. Someday. For sure. Um, as far as writing, I just I want to continue writing. I want to release an EP. Um, I have been working on and off on that for several years. And, uh, 
Yeah. So that's that's my immediate goal is uh, getting some of my original stuff together in a format and well enough that I can be like, here's my EP. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know? It's like here's my portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. I know the answer to this, I think, because I watched your your live the other night. Um, I say the word inspire a lot, but musically that we know, who inspires you to be a better Danielle? Um, musically yes. or as a human? Musically. Um, musically, I am a huge fan of the old, um, the, the jazz greats, um, females uh, specifically, not not to discount the males, but just I'm, I connect more. Yeah, um, same. Like, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday. Uh, I love Betty Hutton, who's um, somewhat unknown, which is surprising to me. Uh, Sarah Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go on. Beautiful. Uh, I love, 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 like, a singer-songwriter. Um, so I love, like, Leonard Cohen and uh, Sarah McLaughlin and Tori Amos and uh, all, all those folks great. as well. Yeah. Those are great. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, for anyone who heard me on my guest list pod um, with Darren in Australia, I mentioned on my list Joan Osborne, one of us, and Danielle was so kind to sing it for me, and you did a very good job. Thanks. One of my favorite songs, the lyrics to that song just make me, just always make me feel good. I really love that song. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit about nature and our, our common love for that and, you know, how... Um, animals and birds are inspiring inspiring once again uh, to you I need to look in my thesaurus later and figure out a different word for inspire Um, I'm going to break this up with a little bit of random questions I'm going to put you on the spot okay Okay. (laughs) and Danielle is uh, so kind and listens to my shows and gives me feedback like I asked so she knows she knows what's coming all right. Um, if you were not a vocalist or songwriter, what would you be and why? This is easy. Okay. <laughs> I I was so scared, but this is easy. I would be an ornithologist, and oh, okay. I would like to work in the field, uh, specifically with corvids, because I am a gigantic uh, lover of crows, ravens, and jays. Um, and that's what I would do. I, wow. I, if my life took another path, I think... Uh, hello, train. Hi, train. <laughs> I'm just going to pause for a cause for a minute here. Everybody enjoy the sound of the train. It's actually <laughs> running now. We should be happy about that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if my life took another path, I would definitely get into the sciences, the yeah. natural sciences, and be an ornithologist. Wow. Hands down. And you have um, a crow's, mm, no, is that a crow's skull around your neck? Uh, technically a raven, but. Raven. Yes. Yeah. Crow, crow raven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not a real one. It's it's made out of silver. Yeah. It's just like I'm not wearing a head of a bird on me. I went to, um, I'm going to talk about me for a minute. I went to um, a, va- a family vacation this summer and we were in an um, indigenous beautiful store and they actually had skulls of animals lined up, different ones. And my daughter was so intrigued, not grossed out, like, you know, she doesn't really understand it, but I was um, pleasant, pleasantly surprised to see a lot of bird skulls there. They're, I thought of you. They're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. They're beautiful. They are. Uh, that was an easy one. Are you ready for the hard ones? Oh, God. Okay. Okay. The worst movie you've ever seen. The worst movie. This will be hard. I am not a huge movie watcher. Um, I've, since series kind of broke into the main, so that's what I've kind of okay. latched onto. Worst movie. I don't know. Can we come back to yeah. that? Okay. I knew I knew 
in my heart, I knew that you were going to say that you weren't like much of a TV watcher. Anyone who's creative, I mean, if the TV's on, it's not usually because we're watching it, it's right? Background. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I, knew, I wanted to put you on the spot, and I knew that that would get you. So I feel, I feel good that I knew it would get you. But come back. If okay. You okay. Um, if you could dedicate your life to solving one problem, what would you choose that to be? Um, this is kind of nebulous, but I just wish everybody would um, just accept everybody for who they are. And I know it sounds a little kumbaya, but it, it's the truth because that's kind of the root of all of our mm-hmm. all of our problems. And if we solve that problem, then so many more problems would just rectify mm-hmm. themselves. I, I agree. Think. I agree. Coexist. Yes. Um, last but not least, do you believe that we all as humans have souls? Yes. Uh, soul is kind of like a loaded. It is. Because it means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. What does it but mean to you? That we are more than our physical bodies. Um, I don't know the answers, the, the, the exact answers, but mm-hmm. I, I do believe we are more than our physical bodies. One thousand percent. Yeah. Okay, those are my questions for you. Not too bad? No, not at all. Just okay. the movie one. I'm okay. still, like, agonizing over that. <laughs> trying to think of the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, there's a th- You know what? People are going to come at me for this, but anything Quentin Tarantino does, except for Pulp Fiction, I can't, I can't do it. Not a fan. Yeah, I it understand. It just doesn't... Uh, ho- that Hollywood one that just came out, my husband and I were, like, mind-blown. I couldn't believe how bad it was. But... Bad to me, not bad to y'all. Whatever works. <laughs> All right, Except we're up to everybody for who they are. That's right. Ah. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I'm going to come back full circle. This is the perfect perfect area to be talking about nature and we're sitting um by the water with lovely uh mums and not moms, but mum flowers and trees <laughs> and beautiful nature and kids having fun. So I want to talk to you about your connection with um, not just nature, but the universe in general. And if it's been something that has always been in you or something as an adult you created or you felt was in you. Um it's definitely always been there. As a child, I was the kid that was noticing everything and flipping rocks for bugs and annoying my neighbors <laughs> by moving their like landscaping around, um, catching frogs and, and snakes and all, all of the above. Um, always loved birds. Um, they've always figured very, very heavily into my life. Uh, always had a pet, you know, growing at least one, mm-hmm. usually more than one. Um, yeah, just always finding my peace from a very young age outside with nature. Yeah. So obviously cultivated it more and more as I got older mm-hmm. and understood it better. Yeah. You know, as I got older, but that's yeah, been there forever. Yeah. yeah. So animals specific, like, um, I know, I know you just said birds are a big part of your life. Do you, do you connect with them? You know, do you feel like you connect with them or do you just feel they're symbolic of things? Um, both. I mean, I I think almost you can't have one without the other because if you don't connect with them, then you don't notice their symbolic significance. You just see a bird. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I follow like a... I practice a lot of animal augury. Okay. So what that is is um, if you find yourself noticing an animal and I don't mean like you know pigeons that are always there every day on the but like if you notice a certain animal 
um, I feel like there's a message there for you. And the way to decipher that message isn't by like Googling, what does this mean? It's you look at the animal, you're like, okay, well, what color is it? Where is it coming from? What is it doing? And then what are its natural sort of behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. So say like, I'm going to pick a beaver just because it's on the You see a beaver and you're maybe wondering about like, um, if you should, you know, change your career or something like that. And the beaver's like sitting there and he's being really like, productive and he's building his dam and we're like yeah I need to really you know focus on my work right now yeah. it's stuff like that I mean it's obviously more complicated but that's no that's just... it's a very good way to put it uh I feel the same I I connect with and feel a lot of energy and um symbolism when it comes to bugs and insects oddly enough for many years of my life I took it as I hated them so much because they swarmed to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, swarmed to me. Everyone who's listening, uh, we all know mosquitoes love me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about flies, bees, ants. I had this connection with an ant in my home once. And it, it was almost as though I could sense what he was trying to... And as we're talking, this bird almost just hit Danielle and flew by her. Um, and we're sitting on the ground. So anyway... Um, yeah, I, I can totally relate to you in that studying and knowing where they came from, why they're here in your presence, um, what color they are, what they're doing. It's all very symbolic of giving you a message. And birds, uh, for years and years and the millions of years, have been messengers. Yes. So um, it's only natural that, you know, we we as humans who are a little bit more connected to nature we feel connected to these animals my daughter feels like she can talk to them she goes outside she probably can (laughs) to bunnies and birds oh mom that bunny just said hi to me oh okay babe you know that's great go talk to it some more you know i want to encourage her to um to not feel like that's weird because i think i felt my whole life leading up until you know a few years ago and this is all my own my own internalizing but I didn't feel really accepted when I said things like that so yeah now do you read about like do you have books about it I'm not a google type of gal either I don't google things very much just for having like the physical yeah Um, I do yes I have a lot of literature about um um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh Ted Andrews yeah yeah so I have you know his like his bible yeah (laughs) for yes animal talk and animal wise both of them um but then it's just more once I got the gist of like where that was going when I was trying to understand how I felt better Mm -hmm. um you, you take it from there so you actually looking at the natural behaviors of the animal so reading about the animal itself like nothing spiritual attached to it just right reading about the animal itself will give you the message that's right right. so that's you know I don't know everything about everything so I I try to (laughs) (laughs) I try to research what I can um but yeah and and even just being really um I'm very connected with my my Celtic roots um so I think it was just natural for me to gravitate toward a more of an animistic sort of belief system just mm-hmm. I, I don't know in my DNA somewhere yeah so. so as far as your you know spirituality goes um and what you believe in and 
I like to say I believe in myself Mm -hmm. because it's really what I'm trying to believe in most. But uh, do you feel a connection, you know, not only to nature, but do you feel a connection to anything else in the universe? Like, do do you feel like you can connect with other realms? I'm curious to know that about you if you're... Um, that's tough. Uh, funny enough, I had never until very recently, um, put a lot of effort into meditation. It would be something that like, okay, I'm like kind of drifting off to sleep and, uh, weird things are happening, but then I fall asleep or whatever. Um, so possibly, I don't know. I've had like weird dreaming stuff my whole life. Uh, never like intentional. It's just kind of happens to me. Right. So, um, yeah, we're dreaming stuff and, and stuff that I was like, well, maybe, but I'm also a, a researcher. Um, I used to say skeptic, but it, it has such negative connotations. So I guess more of a researcher. So I'm not like inclined, even if it happens to me directly to believe it right away, I have to question it. And ah. be like, you know, okay, well, could it be this instead? Or could it be that instead? And, right. But with the meditation recently, circling back to your original question, because I went off on a tangent, um, I believe, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a way to connect to the greater source. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, you have strong, you said Celtic roots, if you could connect with your ancestors. I I would like to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have, like, subconsciously, but I, I'm not to the best of my knowledge yet. Yeah, it's something to, it's something that I've been working on lately too and um, another word that's thrown out there a lot is, you know, spirit guides or your angels and okay, you know, okay. Uh, but there are there are far deeper people out there that we can connect with to give us symbolism and energy and the ability to, you know, keep keep looking for um, not answers, but keep looking for reasoning. Information. Yeah, information. And I feel, I always say, you know, we're never really going to know why we're here or what the purpose of life is until it's over for us. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. I feel like we legitimately live to die and then we figure it all out. Might sound a little bit... Counterintuitive. Yeah, or morbid. (laughs) Yeah. But I really think, you know, that last day when I just... Um, speaking personally, ref- um, and the last day of me living, I think it's all going to just make sense. Make sense. Yeah. yeah and I, I think by connecting with my ancestors and people who have been through that, it will give me a little bit more comfort and a sense of the direction that I should be going in and where I'm going. So um, I hope that maybe you can connect with them if that's something that you want to do because it's brought me a lot of clarity. It makes a lot of sense. I, I know I have certain um, leanings uh, toward, say, archetypes. I'll, I'll call them archetypes yes. of my ancestral like yep. um, peoples uh, that have shown up without like any sort of like invitation. They're just there. Okay. And, um, I don't know if that would qualify. Yes. But yeah, I feel I feel connections with uh, these specific archetypes. Yeah, there's so many different archetypes too. Yeah, and I think I have a few of them um, that I fall into, but definitely something that uh, I would say for you would be beneficial if I can if I can give you an, any advice right now. But it would be to connect with those ancestors for, again, not that you need answers, but I can tell that you have this spiritual 
you know, I, I can feel the energies around your being and that you could probably really connect with some cool people. And yeah, this has been fantastic. Um, I don't really, you know, without getting too personal, I think that this is probably, yeah, this has been great. Um, I look forward to connecting with you in the future and being friends and I appreciate all your support and your kind words all the time and I hope to support you and I hope I'm kind to you as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and look for Danielle's music on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and she does a lot of posts. I'm going to post her information in the description below. And yeah, thanks so much for meeting me oh, here today. My pleasure. And I just want to say that I appreciate what you're doing because I think lifting up the people in our community is, is so, so integral all the time. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> thanks. We'll talk to you soon. All right.